Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here again. I will tell you, our last episode was my most listened to. Shut up. I think you're neck and neck. I think it's a tie between the episode I did with Michael about like goal setting. <laughs> so people Maybe love to hear about goals and friendships <laughs> or you're just really popular good you know. to know good to know or maybe it was just me replaying it over and over, and over i think it was me too <laughs> i think i listened to it like three times that's funny it's good it's a good one that was a lot of fun i'm happy to be here again yay you're always welcomed so what are we talking about today today we are talking about Body love. Yay. (laughs) I think this is, I mean, I kind of said it, but it's like a topic that I don't really think about (laughs) or Mm. like talk a lot about, but it's something I do think about randomly. Well, I don't know. We'll get Mm. into it. Yeah. It's interesting. So what is like your temperature on body love? my temperature like as of date today yeah like what do you like do you think it's over talked about do you like talking about it is it like your uh, favorite thing to talk about do you shy away from it are you kind of like eh? mm, that's interesting I think now I don't talk about it that much it depends on the person I'm talking to um but I would say that it's not a topic that I think about as much anymore but mm-hmm. that was it would be totally different if you asked me in college and it was like something at top of mind mm-hmm. all the time um but it was more like body image and versus body love mm-hmm. um and body love became something that had to be much more intentionally like thought about and learned and and all that jazz. Um, but I think as of now, and it's a result of that season of life where it really was about body love and mm-hmm. accepting my body and learning about my body and how to take care of it well. It, that's the reason why I think now it's not the thing that I think about all the time mm-hmm. because it wasn't healthy. Like that Mm -hmm. wasn't something that I wanted to be thinking about all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Before this, I was talking to Michael about the actual term body love or body positive positivity, because when I was kind of doing a slight bit of research before this, like a couple weeks ago, I found an article about being cautious using positive words when talking about body image or body positivity type things and Mm. what I read was you should like strive to have body neutrality versus positivity because maybe for some people like how you were talking about like maybe like body image can trigger things so just being Mm -hmm. neutral 
about your body is the healthiest thing to be or to aspire to versus like love or positivity which hmm, yeah that's very interesting I thought it was super interesting because like I'm such an optimist and I was like well why would mm-hmm. I not want to love my body but Michael right. the conversation Michael and I were having was maybe for some people positivity is too much and they can't handle it and just being mm-hmm. like I'm just happy my body kept me alive today and that's like the most you can do and that's mm-hmm. why I think like this topic could be so tricky because everyone is in a different like spectrum when it comes to like their body perspective yeah 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 I think that's really interesting and I think it highlights how different body love can be for each person Mm -hmm. and like when you're saying body positivity I and versus body love like I feel like they can be two different things too. Like body positivity alludes to the fact that there's something also negative about your body oh. or it's kind of showing that there's something that is positive, mm-hmm. um, which can be good. But then I see what you and what Michael was, uh, what Michael found about that, you know, that term, how it could be triggering. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But then body love can I guess that can also be very triggering, um, but I think the two can look different. Like body positivity is relative. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the way that I've viewed it is like body positivity is like being um, like loving towards yourself, thinking positively about your body. Um, but I think from a therapy, not a therapy standpoint, but like from a perspective of someone trying to heal that can be like heal from like poor body image or like Mm -hmm. an eating disorder or something like that um or body dysmorphia it could be like too overwhelming like you can't be Mm -hmm. positive about your body yeah I think that's why I think I'm always so cautious to talk about this because as someone who like I haven't struggled with an eating disorder or body dysmorphia, just like feeling extremely disappointed with my body or just like have some sort of trauma attached to my body. I mm. never know how to, I don't want to say be politically correct, but more like I want to be respectful of other people's journeys and where they're at, which is why I think mm. it's good to talk about it like firsthand because I feel like anyone listening to this, like we said, everyone's on a different point in their journey totally and that's why like I wanted to have this conversation with you because like your journey has been so interesting and even though like I've been with you kind of throughout that journey you're talking about like in college it was very difficult like it was different like having body Mm -hmm. image issues versus having body love and Mm -hmm. even then like I didn't know what to do not in the sense Mm -hmm. of like how to be your friend but more of like how can I be supportive when I have dealt with the same thing experienced it mm-hmm. totally yeah yeah it's interesting I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation too because it's it's not like I'm we are experts in the field like we're mm-hmm. not therapists or anything but we're two people that are on the journey out. of like exactly and it could be body awareness mm-hmm. um, I think that is a, a journey that everybody should go through uh, mm-hmm. and I think everyone usually is forced to go through 
whether it's through a body yeah. image issue, quote unquote, or it's an injury, like mm-hmm. you set, like if you stubbed your toe, like you're, <laughs> you're going to re- like realize like, oh my gosh, it like really sucks that I can't use my toe right now. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, or like if you broke your arm, you just become that much more aware. Or even when your you're arm. sick, like every time I get a cold, I'm like, I miss being healthy and then I'm so dramatic I'm like I'll never be the same again or like this is I so true what it's exactly. like to be healthy <laughs> you just become so much more aware and like thankful for the functionality of your body mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I mean it is November we could name this like body thankfulness or like just appreciating oh, yeah. your body body think body thankfulness yeah, that's good. Or by gratitude. I think that's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess like we kind of tackle like what does it mean? Well, what does it mean to love your body for you? Uh, there's so many ways for me to love my body. And it's something that I just uncover day by mm-hmm. day. And I can say today, loving my body looks like eating foods that I love. Um, and that in itself is a journey of discovering, you know, what I love to eat because it changes every day, you know? Um, but I start, you know, the more I eat, the more I learn about what I like and what I don't like. And a lot of that has to do with how I feel afterwards. Um, another way that I love my body is going to like moving my body, whether it's Mm -hmm. like working out, going on a run, walking, whatever. doing yoga um and I think that's pretty much like those are like day-to-day things like drinking lots of water like you know Mm -hmm. all those things um that I can do that's like in my power to be able to just like love my body well because that's what I know my body responds well to Mm -hmm. um but in in like a bigger sense loving my body has been a journey of just like, I think really seeing myself from the eyes of the creator um, and the, mm-hmm. the like God who created me. And that's what's really helped like me shift my perspective outside of like just me and mm-hmm. the fact that my body is something that was meant to like carry me through this world and, mm-hmm. and support me through all the passions I have in my life and all the ways that um, I can, you know, work, bless people, you know, all that stuff. So I think there's like, you know, day-to-day things that I can do to love my body. And then also just like long-term, you know, realizations that Mm. help me love my body well. How about you? I think, um, I think this is like one of the things that I've been like on the journey the most Mm -hmm. recently because I mean like you've known me for a long time but like in college (laughs) do you remember the time (laughs) you're coming out of Whole Foods and then I had a like a bag with like a burger in it and I was like eating ice cream yes I do (laughs) you were so embarrassed I was like Carmen and you're like uh (laughs) and I was like you're killing it right now well like for me like that was like my me time that was like my self-care I was like I just can't I just want like a burger and an ice cream (laughs) 
so I feel like in college, I was just like, whatever about my body, not like in a bad sense, but like, I was just really comfortable with like who I was like in my own skin. And I feel like I was mm-hmm. not like in retrospect, I was like, I didn't have time for anything else. <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna eat whatever. Like, I feel like eating, like we were talking about. Um, but I feel yeah. like this last year, 2020, I don't know if it's because we have a pandemic, but like I'm thinking about health more than ever. And even mm. before the pandemic hit, um, I mean, I've talked about this in other episodes, but health was like the theme for 2020 for me, even before COVID. And mm. like for me, that looked like figuring out why I felt bloated all the time, like why I felt so tired, yeah. like how I can that. I... Yeah, like, how can I, like, feel better even though I have, like, a chronic illness? Like, I have um, hypothyroidism. And I was just like, okay, how can I be, like, the healthiest me as I can? And then also living with someone who is very consistent with their workouts and they're very consistent with their habits. And I was just like, okay, like, what does this actually look like? And I feel like I had an out-of-body experience, which sounds so weird. But, like, for the first time ever, I was able to, like, separate myself from my body and realize, like, oh, this, like, how you're saying, like, I was created. Like, this was created. This yeah, was, like, this for how, me. Yeah. And this is mm-hmm. a vessel, and this is something that, like, is it's a tool for me to live, to live, basically, yeah. period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, I had the epiphany and that's when I realized like what can I do for us in thinking of like myself and my body as like a unit for the first time versus just being like oh this is just me but more of like I need to partner with my body in order to be the best me Mm, does mm -hmm, that make mm -hmm. any sense I feel like I'm talking like yeah no no (laughs) (laughs) no that makes total sense yeah it's yeah. like once you like it's just being super intentional with mm-hmm. the thing that you own. like you you really your body is like the one physical thing on this earth I feel like you just you have you are in and it's mm-hmm. given to you and it's like yours to own like mm-hmm. your sofa you like technically own it but like you know five yeah. years from now like you might not own it um <laughs> and it's like yeah but and it's like so complex and it's cool because the way that you were created is so specific to the ways that like you were meant to be aware of like mm-hmm. yourself and the ways that you're meant to like take care of yourself. Yeah. And like, it was made specifically for you to be able to carry out what mm-hmm. you're like meant to do in this world. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's, your body is super unique. <laughs> I think I'm starting to realize this because I feel like I don't know what happens to you after college. You become like more self-aware or something, or maybe it's just age, even though we're like 25, <laughs> like we're not 50 or anything. For sure. Um, we have like I, more time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. like I was saying in college, I was just eating my ice cream cone and my burger, but now I'm like, oh, I have to like really be cautious of like myself because I also feel like my body has changed the most post-college maybe because like I'm not biking everywhere anymore like I'm not being stressed all the time I'm sleeping more I don't know like my lifestyle is just completely different and I feel like because in college like I was still the same weight that I was when I was 13 like I was 85 pounds through the majority of college 
And it wasn't until like after college that I finally hit like the triple digits. And I was like, oh my gosh, I finally made it. I'm like over a hundred (laughs) pounds. And um, like for me, like that was a huge milestone. And I know like some people usually like freak out about like gaining 15 pounds or something like that. Like for me, I was like, I can't believe I did that. Or like, I don't know how it happened. Like it just happened. And Mm. I think seeing my body change, I didn't know how to cope with that because I Mm. unrealistically expected myself to just look the same throughout my life, which is kind of unrealistic. Um, Mm. Or I always thought like, oh, my body's not going to change unless I have like kids or like something Mm. big like that. Um, Mm. So learning how to cope through that and realizing like, oh, like I look like a person. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to look like, or I'm not meant to be Wow. something I'm not. Like, this is my body and like, it will change. And like how you're saying, like, you may be different years from now, but like, it's still right. your body. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the first time you had those thoughts in your life? Like post-college? I think that's when I started to realize that epiphany, that like out of body experience being like, oh, mm-hmm. Like, this is more than just, like, a body. Like, this is, like, a part of me, and this is something that is meant to keep me alive. And I think the reason why I realized that was because, like, my health issues were more prominent, or at least, like, more at the forefront of my mind, because I had more time to focus on that. And I think... um, Yeah. Because, like, with your thyroid, like, your weight can fluctuate, and, like, it's very different. Your energy fluctuates, your skin fluctuates, like, all the things fluctuate. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, because those changes were happening. Also, I think the biggest thing for me, it was getting married. <laughs> it was really? just, what, what change did that make? Uh, being naked in front of someone else all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, your body. Different type of body awareness. Yeah, it, it brings body awareness like no other and I think yeah and I think the reason why I started to feel like kind of traumatized of like oh my body is changing I have gained weight was because like I was naked in front of someone (laughs) wow I mean I I, when you're single (laughs) and when you're just like when it's your just your body and you're the only one tending to it or seeing all the weird quirks that it has I think you're a lot more comfortable with like, oh, this is just who I am and this is it. But I feel like when you have someone just looking at you naked, (laughs) you can't hide anything. And then the things that Mm. maybe bother you don't bother someone else or like your spouse doesn't realize your flaws. Yeah, like it makes you feel like, wait, actually, like there really isn't anything wrong with me. Or you could be like, they didn't point this out. Like maybe it's just in my head or something like that. Mm. So, yeah. It's interesting. You say like when you, it's just you and you were single, you didn't have that, like those thoughts and it was just, you were just like assessing of yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think I felt, I felt like I had a very opposite experience in college. And this is, and this is like where our experiences just really differed in college, which is why like, it was difficult for you to like understand where I was at with my mental, my mental state regarding my body. And it was like, even it was just me, like no one else had to tell me anything. No one else was looking at my body the way I was looking at my body. But I just noticed 
um, you know, I think it was my, it was my freshman year when all of a sudden I started having full control over food and exercise, Mm -hmm. you know, what I could eat. I was no longer under the roof of my parents' home. I could fully decide. And that's where it really simmers down to with any like eating disorder, a lot of the times it's control. And like, obviously this is just from my experience. I'm not a therapist, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, yeah. but that's what I've heard a lot. Um, and, and it was like, oh, wow. Like I started noticing I can really change the way I look and feel. And mm-hmm. it first started as a really positive thing, which then turned into something that was really controlling because if I didn't have, you know, food that made me feel healthy, or if it didn't have exercise, then something was off and it like took over my mental space. And that's where it becomes a problem is when all you can think about is your body. Mm-hmm. And that's why like, you know, now it's like, oh, I don't think about it. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but before it was like, it's all I thought about. And it controlled the way that I functioned with my friends, like the the you know thoughts I had were like I can't go out because I feel like I ate too much today which mm-hmm. when you say it out loud it sounds so ridiculous but when it's in your head it makes it controls you and you believe it yeah. yeah um so it was like you know during that period of time it was very much an internal like battle and I realized it, I was going through something that was not you know, right? Like I was mm-hmm. believing things that was that were not right when I was around people who were doing the exact opposite, like you, like living mm-hmm. in freedom with your food choices and mm-hmm. um, just like really, you know, free where I was in bondage, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of contrast that really allowed me to see, oh, something kind of went, is going wrong. Like this is not like how I'm supposed to be thinking. And I think it was from that point, I was like, oh, I think I have, and I called it a, like a body image issue. Mm-hmm. And that lasted like throughout college. Yeah. And I became aware of it. I think like probably my, either my freshman or sophomore year and it in no matter how much I tried to like step away from it, it was so controlling. Um, and I was, you know, open about it with um, my friends and my family. And it really, really was just like, I mean, I still had an amazing college experience, but that did really mark my experience, just the Mm -hmm. way that I could, you know, feel free in certain situations. Like I look back and I'm like, wow, like it was really present. Um, Mm -hmm. And there were times where I thought, oh, I'm free from it. And then I'd be like, oh, wait, no, like the thoughts are still there. And I, I didn't know like when it would ever end. I think it really, really boiled down to post-college when um, I was working. You know, I was actually going through a lot of things in a short period of time, which I had never really been so unhappy in my life. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't realize it until my mom came to visit me and I ended up like crying every single night and about like a different thing in my life that was like not going well um and like these are like key things right like work was like I was not enjoying work like you know this whole body image issue and my mom was like you know it's okay to be it's okay to not be okay you know and she was like you're sad you know and I didn't want to believe it because my default 
and this is kind of an older sister thing or just my personality is like I can do it I'm you know strong and if I push through it then it's going to be okay but Mm -hmm. that's really not how a healing that's not where healing happens because you never stop to like feel when you're in that mentality and so when my mom told me like hey you're sad you should go get therapy um I really took it to heart and I was like it was almost like a relief like okay Mm -hmm. you're right I'm sad I can't diminish this problem for the sake of other people thinking I'm okay I have to go get help and so I went to get therapy specifically for eating disorders and when my therapist told me you've been dealing with an eating disorder it freed me Mm because I had never actually like let myself believe it was something Mm -hmm. like because I always had this image in my mind that Mm -hmm. an eating disorder looked like someone who was like physically ill but the truth is that it can look like a totally healthy person and you cannot even tell and it's so present in Mm -hmm. so many people's lives, both male and female, people of all ethnicities and cultures, it's Mm -hmm. so present, Mm -hmm. and, like, making that realization, like, oh, there's a spectrum, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a spectrum of this disorder, and it can be, you know, really severe, it could be really, like, mild, but anything on that spectrum, you can be free from, and it's possible, and it's worth, you know, putting time and energy into healing, and so it was just, it was at that point, I think I really started to like heal and move forward. And that was like really a changing point for me, but it really was, it's, it was such a process. Yeah. 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 I remember that actually. And I, I mean, I remember college too. And I, from the friend side of things, I never knew how to voice like, Monica, I don't know what else to do to help you. I think you need more help. <laughs> Because Mm -hmm. it's scary, you know, like I think from both sides, like it's scary to say like, we both don't know what's going on or like we both don't know what else to do. And I think like, like I've learned so much from you and your experience. Like, for example, I had no idea eating disorders were a spectrum. I had Mm -hmm. like, and like you said, like you from the outside just looked like, oh, she's just really healthy and fit. And like, she just likes to do this. And this is just who she is. And I feel like yeah. sometimes responsible if like, oh no, like, did I put that pressure on her too? And you know? Yes, no. Yeah. But like, because like, I've never went through yeah. this or like, I've never had a friend that went through it. Like, as you were going yeah. through that, I wanted to be the best support that I could be from this side. But like, I've just learned so much from you. And I feel like now I see that freedom because before you would do all these things and eat in certain ways, but you always felt, it always felt like you were stressed about it though. Like you, like mm-hmm. you had to do it. And now like you want to do it. Like you do your Monday night yes. because you want to do it yeah. and you want to share right. it with others. When before yeah. it was more like, it was just you, you know? Right. But now like yeah, you're that's, sharing it. Yeah. Totally. That's so like, thank you for saying that. And it's, it highlights a, really interesting point too where it was like these things that I that I was doing it was like quote unquote healthy like Mm -hmm. I was eating well I wasn't even like I was like not eating but I was you know in small ways restricting the kind of things that I could eat Mm -hmm. but I was still eating um and the things that I was eating it was like great you know great things and the kind of movement I was doing was like really good so it was just learning like oh 
it's less about the things and more about mm-hmm. the mentality behind yeah. how you approach doing these things. Mm-hmm. Because now you're right. It's like, I can do all these things still, but my mentality and my approach to it is so different. Like it's mm-hmm. not because I have to do it. It's not yeah. because I, it's something that I know is going to like make me more likable or mm-hmm. you know, it's not something that I have to hold myself to. It's really like just joys in life. And it was just so hard because I remember looking on the other, like, you know, it was almost like looking through the window and being like, I want to like experience joy through these things again. It felt Mm -hmm. like joy was taken away from eating. It was just like Mm -hmm. something I had to do, you know, it's like something you have to do. Um, But there was like such an intense, I think in my life personally, I find so much joy through eating. And so it was Mm -hmm. so disappointing when I went through a period of time where like joy was taken away from that, you know, Mm -hmm. thing that I really, really loved. Yeah. Yeah. And we should mention you had a dessert blog during college. (laughs) It's not like you, like, like you were saying, like, it's not that you're restrict, like you weren't eating, like you were still, I mean, you still had to eat. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah, um, but yeah, like you said, like, it's just your mentality and, like, where was, like, just the root, you know, and you just had to go through a weeding process, even though it was painful and (laughs) grueling, but, like, now, like, the fruit that you bear, like, you're happy about it, and it's a good harvest. It is. Yeah. It's made me so much more secure in Mm -hmm. my body and the choices that I make. And it like allows me to be way more free because I know what that feels like. And I know the steps to take, you know, to be in this place. So I think it's like laid a foundation for me that I have for the rest of my life, which is why I am really thankful for what I went through, even though it was like so hard in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you bring up a good point too of like, yeah, I was from your perspective, healthy like fit mm-hmm. like ate desserts like you know mm-hmm. baked all the time and but yeah I was still going through these things like so someone who seems completely yeah. you know normal can really be you know dealing with so much on the inside mm-hmm. so and yeah. yeah I just think I think it's so fascinating which is why it's really good to you know talk about it mm-hmm. um yeah. and like and also like live freely like you were a good friend to me during that time for so many reasons but one like really key reason was because you were just yourself and you were being free um with your you know lifestyle choices and that's you know part of the reason that allowed me to like snap out of it you know if you're surrounded with like a bunch Mm -hmm. of other people who have the same mentality as you you're not going to realize that what you're experiencing is yeah not freedom yeah mm-hmm. yeah even though I sometimes think about the choices I made like do you remember the time I like <laughs> bought like a fruit tart and I was just sitting eating Dude, I can't tell you though those like moments I'm like mad respect like honestly like we're yeah, studying at Whole Foods that. and then I just show yeah. up with my dinner <laughs> your dinner aka fruit tart and see, I look back on that and now because I do have so many like dietary restrictions, I like, I look back and think of those fondly. Like, yeah, yeah. The time I, just, I bought dessert. How, how has it been? Um, like, 
uncovering your like dietary your mm-hmm. lifestyle um, your food lifestyle and like your dietary restrictions because you saw a nutritionist right yeah. and you went through this whole process you should mm-hmm. even talk about it talk about that yeah so like I mentioned like this year I just knew that like health was gonna be a big deal I mean, a lot of people are like, choose your word for the year, whatever. And I always thought it was dumb, like, to be honest. But I feel like God just likes to humble me and be like, this is your word. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, (laughs) And for me, it was definitely health. Um, And I think I just knew, and I don't know if it was because, like, I was unemployed for six months prior to 2020. And I don't know if it was just because... It was such a like a valley of my life. Like I was home. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't really doing anything. Like I wasn't working. I wasn't like, I didn't have a hobby. I didn't have, I wasn't reading. I wasn't the person I am like a year later. And I think like just sitting there and just like realizing like, I'm not, I know this isn't me. Like you just kind of know when you do have that body awareness, you just know what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And I don't know how to explain that apart from like, you just know when your body doesn't feel okay. And it got to the point that I would dread eating certain things or I didn't know. um, I mean, I talked about this in like the health episode, like I would eat something and feel fine, but then I would eat the same thing again. And then my body would just like freak out and I just didn't know I was wrong. And I, it like took me back to like, huh, I've never actually felt a hundred percent like I've just been like giving 200 percent even though I was working at 50 or like 75 Mm. um so I hadn't had good luck with doctors because they usually just like test your blood and they're like oh here are your levels here's medication for it and because I am half a scientist and half a hippie the hippie side of me was like okay like you need to seek out like holistic things just like just try it like you it's better to try and not try, you know? Um, mm-hmm. My favorite quote, which is so cheesy, you lose the shots you don't make. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my life <True>. motto. <laughs> so um, I just sat at a nutritionist and we went hard. And I think it was just like, everything was just changing at once, kind of like your experience, like when you decided to seek out help, like your job wasn't the best, like you, you had moved to a big city, like you were an adult, adult, like a real one for the first time. <laughs> and I feel like that was that tipping point for me. It was like, I started a new job. I did whole 30 while starting a new job. I was oh being invited God. to happy hours. I couldn't drink. I moved to a new city. I was away from my husband. So the reason why I did it at that time was because I was alone. So I could just focus on my health and then focus mm on my job. Like those were the biggest changes that happened at the start of 2020. And I just wanted to go a hundred percent. And like, if anyone is going through like a change that they want to make, I would suggest that like really, like some things may go out the window, but like just really focus a hundred percent on like that one thing, especially if it is like body related or health related. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I did whole 30. I cut out dairy, gluten, and I haven't been bloated since 2019. Um, But the other thing, it's like, I've learned how to listen to my body, even though like before, like invaluable. 
Yeah, like I feel like before, like I was listening, but the volume was really low. And now like I learned how to like turn up the volume, if that makes sense. Wow. Because I mm. feel like, like how I was saying, like, you know, when something doesn't feel yeah. good, but yeah. to like know, know what to do when something goes wrong is I think like the biggest thing that I learned. And like, if I were to like share a lesson, a practical one from like what I learned yeah. with my nutritionist was that good. if you're feeling tired, you're probably hungry. <laughs> interesting yeah because your body doesn't have enough energy so you're just tired so you put it in fuel in your body and then you you feel better so you're either dehydrated Mm. or or hungry if you're feeling really tired like in the middle of the day um Mm. I'm still not done with like my program um I'm not doing like supplements or anything like crazy um the other thing that I did with this nutritionist is I did like five different tests. It was traumatizing. I had to collect my poop, Monica. I had to like scoop <laughs> out my poop and then put it in a oh test. God. It was. That's insane. As someone who loves poop jokes and fart jokes, I was cured. <laughs> I was like, no one ever even mentioned poop for a year. <laughs> like, I just could not. Um, but yeah, oh realizing like, like, oh, like I don't really have allergies. I just, I'm just sensitive to certain things. Um, mm, learning that that's like, really valuable. Yeah. Like how, um, gluten is really close molecularly, um, to like my thyroid. So if I eat gluten, my body attacks my thyroid thinking it's gluten. Like that's like, those are the things that like my body just does really weird. Um, mm-hmm. and I think recently, because I've gone through all this thing of like learning how to listen to my body a little bit better. Like I'm now going to start, um, Accutane, which is like a skin medication because even though like I'm super healthy, like nutritionally, my body's still healing. And so I'm trying to figure out ways Mm. of like helping it just like go all the way. Um, and like right now I'm doing things that like I never wanted to do. Like on Accutane, like you have to be on like two methods of birth control. And, like I never wanted to be on like, birth control. Yeah. Cause it's like a really drug and it causes like birth defects if you do get pregnant. So like now coping with like, oh, I'm oh, doing gosh. something wow. that like I didn't want to do because I was afraid of it. Like I was afraid of hormones because of, I was like, I'm just trying to heal my body. I don't want to add anything additional. And it's the same yeah. mentality with Accutane. It's like, I don't really want to go through this, but like, I know it'll be better in the long term. Um, wow. Just because like, for me, one of my biggest insecurities has been like my skin. Cause like, I've never had mm. skin. And I think um, when we talk about having that freedom and that like body love throughout your life, I think for yeah. me, my biggest struggle is changing something. Like when I got my Invisalign to like straighten yeah. out my teeth like, yeah, I had such an identity crisis and even going through Accutane being like, I have acne, like I want to cure like my body acne. Um, I was like, am I betraying my philosophy? Mm, the like, wow. I should love myself just as I am. Mm. I shouldn't change anything. So wow. yeah, how like, did you walk? How did you walk through that and to get to where you are now? Yeah, I think um, I'm still kind of like figuring it out because I don't really know the answer. I think like with my teeth, not that like I finished um, Invisalign, 
I am so happy and I feel like more of myself not not to say like there was something wrong with me before but I feel like oh this was the way my teeth were meant to be Mm -hmm. which is crazy to me because like I said like it goes beyond like it goes against my philosophy of like if you love yourself you love yourself you shouldn't have to change anything but then again I'm not over here getting like Botox and lip fillers but (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah Um, that's so interesting yeah and like I feel the same with like this whole Accutane thing of like I'm going to I'm doing something extreme like for my skin but if it's gonna make me feel the same way that like my straightening out my teeth did of like oh this feels more like me in the first place yeah then I don't know it's weird it's really weird (laughs) that's really fascinating and that totally yes that totally is your philosophy and I feel like it really like differs person to person Mm -hmm. but I think it's like if something's going to make you feel more confident in your body Mm -hmm. and enjoy yourself it's almost like a form of self-love it totally is a form mm-hmm. of self-love and yeah. like you're caring for yourself and it boils down to like your intention like mm-hmm. the way the way that I was you know dealing with you know the way that I was eating and exercising like same thing with this it's like it boils down to like okay like why and if it's mm-hmm. to like enhance um and mm-hmm. like grow your confidence and like love yourself more then go for it like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Maybe, and I think this was rooted cool from working with with a nutritionist I think like feeling for the first time like oh my body can work <laughs> like it's just yeah. sounds so like I think anyone with like chronic illness or like pain or anything can understand that like for some time you for so long you live it's like oh this is just my body like this is just the way it's gonna mm-hmm. be I can't remember a time when I felt quote-unquote normal I don't know what normal feels like. So when you do feel normal for once, I don't want to say that it's addicting, but now I'm like, oh, what else can I do to feel normal? And I think like for my skin, that's probably like the next thing of like, oh, I don't have to go into a room and feel like I have to cover up my skin or like cover Mm. up a spot. Mm -hmm. Now, like according to what happens with me on Accutane, if my skin does clear up forever, supposedly, then I could play with makeup. Then I can like have fun with it versus using it as like something to hide behind or Mm. like as a way to cope with like, oh, like this is just like how my body is. So like I'll adjust so I can just feel normal and I don't have to think about it. And I think it goes back to freedom. I think like this is like the theme of like body love is just freedom and not feeling like, like you're chained to something. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that is like the common ground between like your journey and my journey. Like even though like I'm having an identity crisis of like I'm changing something, even though I love myself, but I'm free to do that regardless. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I, Mm -hmm. I, that's definitely common ground, which is so cool because our journeys are so different, but it's like such a banner, you know, Mm -hmm. over just the whole topic. Um, is like freedom, like really something that's so invaluable and something that's in like we were given and it's supposed to be innate. Like when you're children, your child, you don't, you feel, su- you don't think about a lot yeah. of the things that you do as an adult and you're mm-hmm. completely free in your body. Um, you yeah. know, and it's, I think that's like really beautiful to think about. 
And I want to say, like, that's a, like, seeing a nutritionist is a great, great tip and a great, great way to become more aware of your body and love yourself well. And seeing a nutritionist, um, if you have medical insurance, you can oftentimes access a nutritionist um, Mm -hmm. for for free that's covered by your insurance. That's what Mm -hmm. I did. Um, I am covered, you know, through Kaiser and I was able to see a nutritionist and there's a co, I I had, I had a copay, but um, Mm -hmm. like, that's something I just feel like everyone, male and female Mm -hmm. should look into and see if there are those resources like available Mm -hmm. um, because it's like clear that you really benefited from it. And Mm -hmm. I did too, because I saw nutritionists in, um, like hand in hand with my therapist. And that was really, really great because it just makes you way more aware. And it's, yeah. you have someone who's partnering with you in mm-hmm. your pursuit of learning how to care for yourself well. Yeah. And something that's interesting too, that I, I think I read somewhere or heard from my nutritionist is that your body changes every X years. I don't want to say yeah. numbers. I don't know, but it's like, and it makes sense, like, you know, mm-hmm. when you go to puberty, but then, like, we always, like, focus on that big change when you when you become an adult, but mm-hmm. that happens, like, continuously throughout your life, yeah. um, you know, when you go through your adulthood and, and onward, like, your body goes through major changes, and to have, um, like, a professional advise you based on your gender, your body type, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever, based on your dietary restrictions to tell you, mm-hmm hey, you can use these foods to support you, these supplements to support mm-hmm. you um, during this like season of your life is just like really, mm-hmm. really invaluable. I think for me, it just sounds so elementary. Like I learned how to eat correctly. <laughs> or like, yeah, it's just, it, it just sounds so silly when I say it out loud, but like truly like I just learned how to eat or like how I was supposed That's to huge. eat or um like good eating habits. Um, not that like I had horrible eating habits, even though I have talked about my burger and my ice cream cone <laughs> and me just eating a pie for dinner in college. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I just did, like I said, like, I didn't know that, yeah, if I'm tired, I'm probably hungry or I probably skipped a meal or like mm-hmm. as young professionals, we kind of think like, oh, I'm just going to go, go, go. And then I'll think about myself later. Or like, I'll skip a meal without thinking about it or like, oh, I forgot to eat. Or like something like that. Um, and realizing when I was doing that, when like I was being unhealthy in the sense of like, yes, yeah, skipping a meal, not listening to my body, not resting, not drinking water. Like it just, I don't know, like working with a nutritionist just made me realize how to do basic things. And <laughs> it sounds so silly. Wow. But yeah. Basic yeah. things that are like totally life-changing. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because like that'll be tapped on to those around you and like, mm-hmm. you know, your future children, mm-hmm. it will be something that's really inherent um, in your household. totally agree because I used to be a breakfast skipper. Like I used to never eat breakfast and that's something that I saw with my mom. Mm-hmm. So like in our family, like we never ate breakfast because it wasn't like the family thing to do. And I learned like, no, you're actually, you should be eating in the mornings or like, or you should be eating continuously. Like my mom is also a huge like meal skipper because she's that person of like, oh, I'm just going to work. Like I'm a workhorse. So I'm just like going to keep going and just seeing 
that and I feel like that happens when you get older you realize what was passed down to you that you didn't realize yeah 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 Um, yeah. and it's a lot of again back to freedom it's like getting freedom from your family lifestyle and just creating your own lifestyle and choosing going forward like how do I want especially when you're married it's like what is my family this family my new family like what are our values and like how do I establish that and I think that's like the most fun and also the scariest but it's really fun (laughs) (laughs) that's incredible okay so you have to use one word to describe how the relationship with your body was how it is and where you want it to go or how you want it to be (laughs) all right tiring loving loving it <laughs> loving it and loving it sorry two words um and glowing Ooh, what do you mean you want it to be glowing <laughs> I'm just thinking like through um like every season I want to be like glowing with every year of because mm. I just think like there's just always going to be a stigma of like, you know, aging is bad. You try to reverse the aging, but I feel like there's so much beauty in wisdom and how it can show in your body. So I want to be glowing with wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Have I told you, I think, you know, like my dream in life is to get old. Like I just, yes. (laughs) And I think like, I mean, total tangent, but I think that's the reason why I've taken my health so seriously lately is because, like, I want to make it to the end. Like, that's just a great time. Like, I don't want to be, like, frail and, like, oh, I can't move. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And once I go gray, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to. I love that. I saw gray hair on my head, actually, this morning. (laughs) I was like, um, election season. (laughs) I will say I have five white hairs. I have gained two out of the five just in 2020. Oh my god. This year has been really something. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, this is so fun. What would be my word? Was oh, there another one? Oh, go. How it was, I think I'll go with nonchalant <laughs> or oblivious. Either nonchalant or oblivious. How it is... Um, I think enlightening. That's where I'm at. Yeah, learning a lot. And then how I want it to be. Oh, I want to say resilient. That's like my goal. Yeah. Yeah, because I've also learned that like, I want to be strong, but I don't mean like physically strong. I mean like resilient. Like I want to like feel like nothing shakes me when it comes to like my body if that makes sense because like yeah like we've talked Mm -hmm. about like we hear a lot from social media like people and I mean it's easy to compare yourself and all that stuff so I want to be strong in like who I am like physically it's like no this is my body wow that's so great (laughs) I love that oh it's a good conversation I love that so much I can really talk about it all day so any last words or takeaways that you want to leave our friends with in terms of a practical tip I think Seeing a nutritionist is really something that's super underrated and can be really more accessible than you think. And I think it's a journey. 
it's always kind of a cliche thing to say and something that you never really want to hear, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And it's really worth it to spend that extra time to learn about your body mm-hmm. and in result, be able to love it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also treat yourself and learn what you love. Mm-hmm. Like learn what you love to eat, learn what you love to do. Because mm-hmm. that like ultimately is what what is going to be best and most sustainable mm-hmm. for your lifestyle. Sustainable and long-lasting, not eco-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to clarify in this podcast. <laughs> How about you? Um, Totally retweet everything you said. Um, (laughs) The one thing, oh, the things I would add is um, definitely get yourself friends you love to be around and that make you feel excited about your body. Even if it's someone waking you up in the morning while you're on vacation in Portland, making you run, even though you're not a runner. (laughs) Like I feel added. You just added me. <laughs> You're like triggered. <laughs> um, speaking you from love it? yeah, but like in the moment you'll hate it, but at the end of it you're like, you know what? Like I did something with my friends, <laughs> and like now years later, now I'm starting to be a runner. So it's like, huh? That's so crazy. <laughs> so like, but even something less silly is that like get friends that like they like to explore restaurants with you like they want to eat the things you want to eat too and like you can bake with them you can share recipes with them you can have freedom again back to that word like you have freedom to just love yourself and contribute to a way for them to love their body as well um because i think like it is communal and yeah like just get friends that want to be there with you throughout the journey and the last one would be have patience because again it is a journey and it is really cliche but like it's so hard because Mm -hmm. like you have your body until you die so Mm -hmm. like learning to be patient with your body now will give you dividends later you know Um, so yeah an investment it's an investment, yeah. And learn how to listen to it, even if it's like starting little by little. Even if you have dairy and then you have to pause and be like, wait, am I gassy because of the dairy? Or like, I just had too much sparkling water. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Start small. <laughs> really? For like good pieces of advice and wisdom. Yeah. <sighs> Well, thank you, Monica, for joining us again. It was so fun. I love it. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Solia Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please, please share with a friend. And if you have comments or questions or anything, don't be afraid to reach out to us on Instagram at Soli underscore co. Please give Monica a follow on Instagram as well. Her handle is at Melon, and her website is monicaandsue.com, which I will put in the show notes and on our website. And you could probably stalk her on my Instagram. I'm sure you'll find her. She does 
weekly Monday night yoga lessons, which are amazing and I highly recommend. Again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Thank you.